So being ambitious is one thing, but trying to be everything to everyone is quite something else. Um, we talk a lot and we read a lot um, about the modern day superwoman and how that can really easily take over and it's quite addictive actually. This sort of the need to be mentally and emotionally indestructible is exhausting. It really is exhausting. And at some point you stop kind of that, you stop thriving and it shifts into this sort of survival mode. And that's not, that's not a great place to be. Hello, I'm Tizzy Philp, and welcome to In Conversation With, the latest podcast series from Valtech Cafe. In this three-part series, we'll be marking this year's International Women's Day theme of hashtag choose to challenge by speaking to women from across the digital spectrum to hear more on their take of the current state of the industry, what it takes to thrive, and how we can pay it forward. We'll cover diversity and inclusion policies, the impact of COVID, the accelerating pace of change, what it means to find balance, and why it's just as important to have the confidence to say yes as it is to say no. For people across all industries, there is a balance to be found between our working lives and our personal lives. For women today in this changing world, this is perhaps more of a challenge than ever before. Couple that with the tech and digital industry, where the pace of change is rapid and exhilarating. When there is a need to keep up with life that is accelerating faster than ever, how can we find balance? Yes, but how can we also make sure we're able to thrive? In today's podcast, I'm joined by four women from across the tech and digital world to talk about how they are responding to the pace of change, how they're finding and prioritizing balance, and ultimately how they've been able to succeed and lead in an industry like no other. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Richardson, Senior Director, Field and Partner Marketing for EMEA at Sitecore, Lizzie Daniels, Digital Marketing Manager of Global Strategic Initiatives at Schroders, and Katharina Borgensterner, Director of Business Transformation here at Valtech. So welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. So to understand the pace of change in careers in digital, it would make sense to perhaps discuss the pace of change of the digital and tech industry itself. So Lisa, I want to come to you first. What's your experience been and how do you view your career in today's context? Well, I think really the last 12 years has been such a significant change in the industry. I mean, I started my career in technology a lot longer than 12 years ago. But it was in a sort of small managed services provider in the northeast of England. And I think then, you know, careers in technology were, were somewhat limited, especially in that regional area. But I was I was surrounded by data centers and servers. And for many years, I think um, to work in technology meant computers, which was only really relevant in the business world. So at dinner parties, I could very easily kill conversations by simply announcing what I did for a living, uh, which is not exactly great. Um, but we sort of fast forward to today and technology or digital is, is everywhere. It's shaping our lives in a very personal way. So a career in technology, I think, is exciting now. And the scope for to be successful in any discipline actually is, is, is vast. What that brings really is it creates this fast-paced industry, as you've mentioned, Tizzy. It's driven by innovation, which ultimately is change. And I think that makes it very demanding and highly competitive. So whilst the opportunity ability is there to thrive, it's, it's a huge, huge opportunity. It requires confidence, bravery, as you've mentioned, and for me, self-discipline. 
So being ambitious is one thing, but trying to be everything to everyone is quite something else. Um, we talk a lot and we read a lot um, about the modern day superwoman and how that can really easily take over. And it's quite addictive, actually. This mm. sort of the need to be mentally and emotionally indestructible is exhausting. It really is exhausting. And at some point you stop kind of that, you stop thriving and it shifts into this sort of survival mode. And that's not, that's not a great place to be. So my kind of top tip, I suppose, is to take care of yourself along the way. Uh, the industry or the company you work for, I think, will always push you. And whilst that's encouraging, but you have to be brave enough to say no or push back when you need to, when it just gets a little bit too much. Um, let's be honest, you know, organizations are made up of people. And based on my own experience, and it's genuinely been a positive one, people understand we're all human at the end of the day. And I think there is a tremendous kind of liberation in, in, in feeling like you can do that and you will still succeed and you will still thrive and put your in control along the way. And that's, that's a good feeling and something to celebrate. I think that's a really good point, Lisa, about having the confidence to say no. And Katrina, I'm wondering if you can relate to that. I mean, has your experience been the same as Lisa's? I totally agree with what Lisa said. Um, I think it's about, you know, it's a constant struggle for me not to always say yes, uh, but to, to really be kind to oneself uh, in order to, you know, thrive and live, hopefully live a long and healthy life. But I would also say, um, I, I think it's also equally important to, to dare to say yes to opportunities when they come along. So when there is something that you're very passionate about and you feel that you could contribute, it's really important to dare to say yes, even if you don't check off all the requirements on that list. As long as you feel that you have the support that you need, that you feel that you're supported in the workplace and you're also supported in your, in your life. And, and I think if you think about the workplace, it's, you need support to be able to succeed. And then you need to feel that you're supported if you fail. Because if you take on challenges, you are going to fail once in a while. And then you need to feel that there is a, a sort of a safety net for you. And I thought about this the other day that I was actually asked a few years ago here at Baltic, I was asked to take on a larger responsibility. And my boss sensed that I was somewhat hesitant to, to take on this responsibility. And so he asked me, he said, you know, what are you scared of? And I just was, I had a long list of things I was scared about. But, but then he said, you know, we're just trying this now. We, we think we're on to something. And I think you would be brilliant in this new role. But if it doesn't work out, there's so many other things you can do here. You know that, don't you? And, and to me, that was really shifting my mindset and, and made me feel much more comfortable. And then I think you also need a support uh, in, your, in your general life uh, outside of work. And, and there I think it's just amazing how much has happened. You know, since I got my first child 18 years ago, uh, the workplace was just so different. I honestly didn't feel that I had that many role models that I could uh, be inspired by, especially not those who were in executive positions, and especially actually not the women, that the few women that were in, in executive positions. And I was at a telecom company. Whereas now, I think it's, 
it's amazing. It's almost with a little bit of envy <laughs> that I look at the, the generation that are now raising small children because uh, at least here in Sweden, it's now the norm that you completely split the parental leave, for example. And when that happens, it trickles down to so many aspects of raising a family. It means that you really share the responsibility of you know, buying the new winter clothes, taking care of the sick children, doing the grocery shopping. There are so many other things that basically makes it much easier for you to also thrive in your work life when you, when you share those responsibilities. So I, in that sense, I'm super positive. I, I think that it's amazing to see how much the men have stepped in. And it also kind of makes you more full at work in a way. And I think I would be interested to see how we talk about how COVID has basically accelerated this uh, blend of your work life and personal life, not only in a positive sense, but it, it truly is a, is a kind of an accelerator on, on merging your, your, your life, I guess. It was really interesting that you mentioned the COVID aspect. I was going to say, uh, just before you jumped in with that, that in the first episode of this series, in the What We See section, we actually talked a lot about the impact of COVID, the very fact that uh, people are at home all the time. We're seeing people as, we're humanizing people much more. We're not just seeing them as a job title. We're seeing them as a person with things that they need to do outside of their working lives as well. But at the same time, you know, we, we've talked about the increasing hours that everybody's working at. There's not this uh, appreciation that someone has to commute or someone's leaving, you know, physically leaving the office and therefore is unlikely to be contactable for a while. We have this always on culture at the moment. And have you, Katrina, felt the impact of, of that more strongly over the last year? Oh, yes, definitely. It's, it's, of course, not only positive <laughs> to have those worlds completely blend. But I, I think that it's really, you know, given us a, a more full view of, of the lives that we all are leading in a way. And then I think for me personally, it's been super important to find ways to, to not make it all work, you know, from the moment I get up to the moment I fall asleep, but to find times during the day when I totally log off and, and make sure that I, I exercise, basically, just to keep... I don't know if that was what you were you yeah, know, yeah, thinking absolutely. about, but take breaks during the day is super important. It is super important. I think we're probably all guilty of knowing knowing what's good for us and knowing that we should do it, but in reality, not actually doing it at all. So we have to definitely get better at that. So Lizzie, what about you? I know that you've uh, relatively recently taken the move from agency to in-house. What have been the major changes that you've seen in digital from a marketing perspective and more generally over the last couple of years? So I'd say things that have changed in marketing. So back when I started, digital was a totally separate function from marketing. So this was about six years ago. Um, at the time, digital marketing still sat within tech and it was very much service led. So people would send us requests and we'd just fulfill it for them. And um, there was no sort of liaising between the two, having understanding, like a shared understanding of how everything works. 
Um, but I would say now it's become completely integrated into marketing. So although we still have a digital marketing central team, um, everybody else in different marketing teams in the world had to upskill. So they had to learn digital things as well. And I've seen that being accelerated even more so this past year and where a lot of traditional marketing channels such as sales and events have all had to move to online platforms, for example. So I think everyone has really had to come on board in terms of digital within marketing. And I think there is less and less separation between traditional and digital marketing now. And this podcast is all about you know, women in technology, what it is that, that allows you to thrive. What differences in the industry have you seen you know perhaps we want to make the comparison between your in-house experience and your agency experience when it comes to being a woman in this industry what have you seen what have you noticed so in an agency I guess you've come in to do a very specific job and there's no often no real integration into the client side where you take the time to understand the company values and really get to know the people around you which I found quite challenging when I was new to my career and I was trying to find my feet So as a result, I did really enjoy moving in-house and because it's such a big firm where I'm working now, there are a lot of opportunities to get involved in other things like ERGs, socials and initiatives like fintech and innovation. I would also say though, when I did first move in-house, I did find it quite challenging to work on the business side of the company rather than the tech department. So in agency, I'm used to being surrounded by so many different people doing tech roles that I could learn from and bounce ideas off. And now I'm essentially the expert of the digital marketing team, which I did find quite daunting at first. Um, But I'm trying to work around that by networking quite a lot and also staying in regular contact with the tech department, as well as trying to join networking groups in the industry as a whole. And I do find that my team are very, very supportive of me. And I think that has really helped me thrive as well. And let's go into that in a bit more detail, this ability to thrive. What is it, do you think, that about you, about your character, about your career today? What has enabled you to thrive, would you say? I would say that it's by being feeling supported in my workplace. So trying to take on new opportunities can be quite daunting if it is new to you. And I'm also aware that stepping out of my comfort zone is the fastest way to grow. But having managers and peers that will still both protect you and support you, I found really important to me. I would also say that seeking out mentors has also enabled me to thrive as they could provide a really good insight into different areas of the business, as well as coach me in my role. And I really do think they've gotten me to where I am today. What's your company doing to support you as a woman within the industry, would you say? We've got a lot of role models, which is great. I mean, my management line all the way up to board level is mainly women. I would say there's about three women in the chain ahead of me. So that's really inspiring just to see that there are people in really high positions. Um, My mentor is also the CIO and she's a woman and she's been so, so helpful and so inspiring as well. Thanks, Lizzie. Lisa, we also, when we were scheduling or having conversations around what we wanted to talk about in this podcast, we also touched on you know, the rapid pace of change in our industry. And there's this idea that, like you said, you know, once upon a time, being a woman in digital or women in technology, when it was more about computers, it was a, an instant conversation killer. And people were like, all right, and turn to the person on the other side of them to carry on, to carry on their evening. Now that we're working in an industry that is you know, the height of innovation and where everyone wants to be. And it's an amazing thing to be a part of. But you're right that that pace of change, the the 
the way that the industry is changing is so rapid that our careers are also changing at a pace that was perhaps not what we expected when we joined, joined the industry. You know, the last few years that the work that we're being asked to do, the kind of work that we're working on, the breadth of the work that we're working on has just increased massively. And, you know, what's your what's your thought on that? How have you been able to maintain that pace and, and keep up with everything while still being able to, to be in a senior position and absolutely nail the rest of your life as well? I think it's important and I've been lucky uh, enough to work with some fabulous people and I think it's how you build teams and you've got everyone brings strengths and weaknesses to, to any team in any situation and I think to recognize that within yourself and know which what what, what value you bring um, just regardless of your position if you're the team lead doesn't mean you have to be the expert at everything mm. I think building a team that gives you that balance and those key skills that you're looking for is the most important bit and actually um, embrace that. You know, I'm not, I'm not from my marketing skills belong in very traditional marketing. I, you know, I've done events for a long time. So digital is, is still new for me, you know, that mm-hmm. it's still a learning curve and I'm okay, I'm okay to recognize that because I have people around me and I build teams around me that bring that skill set um, that I too learn from, but equally, you know, I bring a different perspective to them. So you, you're kind of working in a much more, I say flat structure, and, and, and I think it's, it's a collaborative process and because you can't be everything to everybody, as I said, yeah. and you definitely can't know everything about everything. So I think just that self-awareness um, of understanding what you can and can't achieve, but actually just be open to learning from others, regardless of their position. You know, I mean, I think about what the youth and millennials or generation, whatever we want to call it, can bring to the situation now to bring to that, to that, to a meeting. And if you embrace that and you're really open to that, then you can affect change and you can work more agile and you can really start to shift the way that you think and behave as, as a team and as a business and what, what results you can, you can get on the other side of that. So for me, it's all about being open, um, always open to learning, but, but surrounding yourself by, by talented people. Really, really good point. This is an International Women's Day podcast. You know, the reason that we're doing this is in celebration of the International Women's Day theme. The theme this year is choose to challenge. We're talking about concepts that are going to be experienced by both men and women. What do you think, and this is an open question, what do you guys think is the the key difference here between men and women and our different approach to work and our working lives? Is there still such a big difference or is that gap changing? You know, what's your thoughts? I feel that there isn't that much of a change anymore of how we look at work, which I think is amazing. I do feel that it is a super big challenge that we still have such a male dominance within the tech industry uh, because we have such important new shifts that are coming into our world where we need representation, not only by women, but a fair representation of a humankind in a way. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of AI, for example, which has been very much debated that what you train is what you will get. And so we need to have a a very broad representation when we come into these new technologies that will shape the future. And it goes beyond gender. Another thing I want to talk about uh, and raise or focus on more is 
So when we spoke to you, Lisa, in that introduction, you're talking about all about having the confidence to say no. And that's super important. Also, Katarina, that need to have the confidence to say yes. And in both of those situations, it's about having the confidence. I think that's the clear thing. But there's also an element of responsibility, isn't there? And Lisa, I think you made a really great point when we were talking the other day about as a woman in the industry, you have to be the one to take the responsibility to make that uh, decision, whether it's saying it's a no or it's it's a yes, you know, making the decision to take the responsibility to create balance between your working life, your home life, whatever it might be. We can't wait for someone else to give us the permission to say, sorry, I don't think I can fit that in. Or yes, I'm going to say yes to that, but it's going to mean that my workload ends up being hours, hours and hours longer than it should be. You have to really take responsibility for it yourself, don't you? You do. It requires self-discipline. People don't know what's going on in your life and your work life, you know, and it it does amaze me sometimes that people look at your diary and I, I think... You, you didn't see the amount of meetings that are there in that 15 minute gap that you had mm. is now just somebody just filled it. But yeah. that's because I let them fill it. I've let my diary, it's my diary and my time to manage, you know, and I'm, if I said, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that this week. Can we make it next week? Then I'm pretty sure, you know, yes, you have to prioritize. And there are instances where things are important and they need to be done that day but it's up to you to kind of manage that through nobody's going to do that that for you and I think there's we need to sort of recognize that 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 there is this self-discipline required and that you are empowered to manage your own time at at, at all levels actually to be honest in, in in your career and the more you you kind of strike that balance and take ownership of your time the better relationships I think you have with your with your colleagues because you you set those boundaries and people are people know what they're that why they're there, but they respect that they're there too. Yeah. And I think that just just creates such a healthier culture within organisations that it's actually behaviour breeds behaviour, right? So I try not to email my team at weekends, even though I might choose to work or on an evening. I really try hard not to do that because I email. They feel like they need to email back. And I don't want them to do that. I'm doing it because it's convenient to me. But I understand the knock on effect that that has that they mm. think, oh, Lisa's online, so I, I, you know, I need to reply. And that's not it at all. So I think we need to be very mindful of our own time, but also appreciate the kind of some of the behaviors we do set and what that kind of triggers on the other side of it. Um, and Katarina, I know that this is something that's very close to your heart as well. And maybe you've got a response here, but then I'd also like to ask you to talk about, you know, the mental health side of it, because Lisa, what you're talking about is all about the self-discipline uh, you know, the knock on impact of getting emails late into the night, particularly if you're working across different time zones as well. You know, if you're working with teams who are in different areas of the world, naturally their working hours are later than yours. You do still feel that responsibility and that, that pressure to, to respond. Um, and it does have a knock on effect on your, on your mental health. Katrina, sorry, I will let you jump in here. Yeah, I think this has also been accelerated during COVID, obviously, um, with that blurred line. Um, and I, I think um, two things here, actually. One observation I did was that last year I was living in the UK and I was only working half time. And it's the first time throughout all my years of working that I worked half time. And it was amazing to me how much work I got done. Uh, Sometimes I felt that I got more out of the door when I worked half-time than I do now when I'm 
involved in so many different things at the same time. And I think it comes back to what Lisa said, that I was super strict on what I took on and what I didn't take on because I, I immediately saw that it, it wasn't uh, possible within that half time. Uh, so if I could use some of that mindset now that I'm, you know, doing in a different role, uh, a much broader role, I think that would really help me. What I've seen in terms of mental health is that I'm, I've followed this brain expert quite a bit right now, and he, he talks about how important it is for you to exercise. And it, they've shown that just half an hour a day to get a walk in with a little bit of heartbeat coming, you know, a little bit of raised heartbeat is enough for your long-term kind of sanity, so to say, or, or mental wellness. Uh, and then for focus, if you can just get 10 minutes in of, it doesn't have to be high intensity training, just get your heartbeat up a little bit and you will get a 45 minute super focus. And so it's really hard, but I, you know, it's something I really try to work into my day. And it's been great because at, uh, in our Swedish office now, three times a week, uh, we've got a coaching session with one of, my, one of my colleagues, Funda. And we call in and it's actually just a five minute exercise. But it's amazing to see developers, architects, um, you know, um, service designers, myself, we're all syncing up to those five minutes to exercise together. And it's, it also creates um, some kind of sense of belonging to do this. And it feels great. So it's something I would encourage everyone to do, actually, all companies. Yeah, and, and a sense of belonging as well as, as part of that COVID impact that you mentioned earlier, Katrina. The fact that there is, amongst all of this, that layer of covid stress and anxiety that's that's lying across everyone there isn't the ability to go out in the evening and unwind like you would normally or you know to to socialize in the same way that you would to, to really feel that that strong uh, disconnect between your work and your your life balance so yeah it's i think it's really important that we have to remember and take into account that with all the stresses of work as well we also have this additional layer that's um that's hanging above everybody Based on everything that we've talked about today, you know, we still do have to focus in on the fact that you're all a very successful group of women. You've all done brilliantly in your careers. You're intelligent. You're running teams. You're running major segments of, uh, of global, global corporations or global organizations. What do you think is the key to your own personal success? How have you been able to thrive? What do you think it boils down to? Maybe I'll go to Lisa first. I think it boils down to a number of things and we've, we've all talked about them. We've all mentioned them. I've put it down into three areas. I think it's bravery, confidence, and self-discipline. And I think, you know, to have that ambition to, to, to thrive, but be self-aware through it and balancing the confidence, the bravery, the yes, the no's, I think you've got to have that intelligence. Yes. But emotional intelligence is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And I think when you get that balance right and you can be self-aware as well as be aware of the people around you and what they're going through, I think having that balance right, you will be so successful. Um, surrounding yourself with 
equally talented and ambitious people, yes, making sure you've got good, strong management. And I think as well, that culture, find the right culture for you where you know you can thrive. Putting yourself into an organization or into a team where you don't feel confident, you don't feel like you can be brave or you don't feel like you can exercise any level of self-discipline, I think it's not right. And not every company is going to be right for you. It doesn't make it about you. It makes it about the company. Just find the right company that works for you. It's like a relationship. <laughs> you know, not every relationship works out. Trust me, I know. Um, <laughs> but I think if you if you find that balance, you will thrive if you bring all those things together and, and you work in a company where it allows you to be successful, it, it will work. Great points. And how about you, Katrina? it all down and um, I, I completely agree with you on the culture and it takes a while because in the beginning when you you know you start working you don't know what to expect but there I think it's about trusting your gut I totally agree with you there Lisa that there is a place where you're going to feel that who you are is truly appreciated and that's where you're going to thrive I noted down three key words really quickly now when you asked the question and that to me I wrote down people, passion, and persistence. So to me, it's um, very similar to what you talked about, Lisa, that you're never going to succeed on your own. You're going to succeed with others, and you're going to celebrate with others. So building that team and finding people around you that can counterbalance all the flaws that you naturally have you know, in your own persona and come out strong together. And then passion has been really important to me. That is what helps me not lose focus on where we're going. And then I think a very heavy doses of persistence always helps, especially when you, when you have stretch goals. Um, not every day is going to be wonderful. It's going to be a lot of struggles and a lot of challenges. And then to have grit and not give up and, and, and to have, find that resilience so that you meet your end goals is probably what comes to mind. Also great points. Well, I just had a comment on the lovely, you know, way you, you portrayed our backgrounds or, you know, the work that we've done. It's not like you, to me, I, I don't necessarily feel successful. I mean, I, I just want to say that. That's not how I would describe myself. And if I look at the career, I just feel that I'm very blessed that I've been in an industry that has had this extreme growth and with growth comes possibilities and maybe that is actually an advice to women to go for industries that are growing because in growth there is always opportunities thank you so much everybody for joining uh, me on the podcast today a great great conversation and i'm sure so many people uh, across the spectrum of our industry but also from other industries are going to feel the same i know uh, a lot of my friends and family who work outside of our industry are also dealing with similar challenges. So I think this is going to be really helpful for everybody to listen to and really great to know that they are not alone, but that there are great opportunities to thrive if they can have the discipline and have the confidence. So thank you so much, everybody. And hopefully I'll speak to you all soon. Thank you. You've been listening to part of the In Conversation With series from Valtech Cafe. 
why not subscribe and keep up to date with the latest audio content from Valtech team. And to find out more about who we are and what we do, you can visit valtech.com for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.